the only thing worse than a root canal is looking for a job on the internet. Hello everybody, this is Anthony Moore with Career Daily. I am here to put the human back in human resources. Let me be your competitive advantage on the job market. It is dog eat dog out there. Our research companies, new industries, I'll dig around, I'll figure out who some of the hiring leaders are, and I'll post all this information on our exclusive Facebook networking group. You'll also hear amazing interviews from professionals that I'm interviewing all across the country. Some are inspiring. Some are very informative. Some duds. I'll leave the duds out. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hiring leaders, HR professionals, and recruiters, they absolutely 100% discriminate based on job titles. Titles convey meanings. What is the meaning behind your job title? What is it conveying? Is it the message that you want to portray? Hello, everybody. This is Anthony Moore with Career Daily. That is the topic of today's episode job titles. Not a very exciting sound, but let me tell you as a, an experienced recruiter, I read, I analyze, I look at job titles because they give me a lot of information. Let me run through a couple of examples for you. Let's say you are a junior professional. So I'm not talking about college grads. College grads really don't have any experience. You've just got some internships. You've done some college work, coursework. You've maybe got a master's program under your belt. So as a, you know, as a new grad, this is not designed for you. Okay. This is for, when I say junior, I mean two to three years, maybe less than five years experience. Okay. When I look at a title, what I'm also looking at at the very same time, I'm looking at the size of the company and the importance or the size of the title. And let me kind of walk you through as a recruiter, what the meanings say to me and what I infer based on all my years of experience, my expectations for that title. So if you're a junior person and you're working in a small company, and you have a small title, that could be a concern. Because typically you think of a big fish in a small pond. So if you work for a really small company and you've got a really small title, I might be led to think, what is wrong? Why does this person not have more responsibility? Because typically when you go to a smaller company, what what happens? You're given more responsibility. You can take on more. That would be concerning to me if I knew that I was talking to someone in a $10 million company and they had a very lackluster title like staff accountant. I would want to see a bigger, more expansive role. Now, if you were in a small company and had a big title, let's say controller, but I looked at your experience and saw you only had three years experience. I would also know that your title is in this case inflated. So you're not as big. You don't have as much responsibility as the controller title indicates, but it is a positive sign that you have 
a role where perhaps there is some management, perhaps there is some leadership, perhaps there is more responsibility because a controller in a large company absolutely has all those things. How would sticking with the junior person in a small company with a small title, how might that help you? Well, I might assume that you don't have a lot of experience and that you're not very expensive. So that could be good for an employer because I might think you need more experience. You're junior, you're trying to get more experience. So I can, I can make the assumption that you're looking for more experience. You're going to be looking for more pay, more opportunity. So that's where it helps you. It hurts you in that I'm questioning what kind of a mental attitude do you have about work? Are you a hard charger? Are you wanting more? Or are you happy? Are you comfortable with less? And that's okay if you are. But I'm just telling you, these are some of the preconceived notions that come baked into these job titles, at least in my mind, based on 25 years of seeing literally thousands of resumes and interviewing people from all different shapes and sizes. So that's how it could hurt you. And that's how it could help you. So when you're applying for a job or when you're interviewing for a job, you need to know what size company you're interviewing for and this title, the position that you're interview that you would be considered for. And does the meaning that your current resume give, does it make sense? For example, let's go to the junior person, small company, big title. So now the person with the big title still working for a small company is now interviewing, let's say it's a controller and they're interviewing for an accounting manager, or let's say you've got a, let's, uh, the controller might be considered a director level. Let's just do that because that's level across all organizations. So, so you're a small company and you're a director and now you're interviewing for a manager role. You see where that can hurt you automatically? Because if the interviewer, the hiring leader, HR, the recruiter, if they're not digging into and understanding the size of the company that you work for and they just see director and they see that they're interviewing hiring for a manager, they might have issues right away. They might think that you're too strategic, that you're not going to be hands-on, that you're not going to be able to do the actual work itself. But in your mind, of course, you were in a small company. You did everything. So that's not a problem. So that's where your title hurts you when you're interviewing for a title that is of a lesser quantity or a lesser value in the open job market. So you have to be very careful about that. And I'm a big believer, as long as you don't misrepresent what you're ultimately doing in terms of your duties and your tasks and your responsibilities, I like to think of titles as Almost like marketing campaigns, I don't have a problem with, for example, if you were in a small company and they gave you a director title, but you're leaving because you really do want more experience because you need a bigger company, you want better benefits, you want better opportunities, and they give you a director title, but you want to interview for a manager title, I would have no problem changing my title from the small company to... Um, you could try to downgrade it a bit and call it a senior manager. I don't have a problem with that, but I also would make sure that I'm publicizing on my resume that I'm working for a small company. And I do that by either telling that there's 
the revenue the revenue size or the number of people that work for the company. So hopefully they can put two and two together and see, okay, yeah, senior manager, 50 people in the company, and we've got 500 people in the company. So that shouldn't be a problem. So hopefully you can, you know, overcome that gap. Now, if you are a mid-level professional, 10 to 15 years experience, and you're working in a small company, and it's clear that you've got 10 or 15 years experience, and you've got a relatively small title for, okay, in my mind, that would be like manager. So if you've got 10, 15 years experience and you're only a manager in a small company, that kind of raises a red flag. I mean, you really should be a vice president in a small company after, you know, if you've got 10, 15 years experience, you should be the head of a department, head of the group. If you're not, there needs to be a really compelling understanding a way of communicating why you're in that role. Because otherwise, you're going to be discriminated against as someone who is not a high performer, not someone who's achieving. And you don't want that. A smaller title, when you've got more experience and you're in a small company, is definitely going to hurt you. Particularly if the company is looking for that next hot shot for their company. Now, if they're looking for a, a person who's going to be a long-term asset, it's a slow growing company, you know, you probably are going to be portraying yourself as someone who might be loyal, who is stable, who's not a job hopper. And those are good things. But just keep in mind, the message that's being given might be that you are not a high performer. And that may not be true. But that's the message that I believe you're giving. So how can you hide that on your resume? Well, if the interviewers are really savvy, they can figure out the size of the company. They're going to unravel that, and there's not, gonna lot, not a lot you're going to be able to do. So you're going to have to have a pretty compelling story as to why you, your title has been suppressed. And that'll be up to you in the interview process to lay out a, a very compelling case as to the fact that you were doing the work of a director or doing the work of a VP, but because it was a small company, they didn't have the money whatever the situation is, you're actually doing the work. You are the de facto title. That's the, the only way you can really overcome that. So when you have a, uh, a big title in a small company and you've got, you know, 10 to 15 years experience, that would appear to be that you're on track. That's probably a, a good message. That probably conveys that it's a smaller company and therefore all your experiences have led you to be the leader, the manager of a very large, well, a big section, a big portion of that business or of the revenue. That would tend to make sense. I don't think you're going to get as many questions if you have 15 years experience and you're a VP. Now, the downside is if you are a VP in a small company, and now it's time for you to leave because obviously it's a small company and eventually you, you know, different reasons have led you out in the job market. You're going to have a hard time going after a manager job. It's, it's very difficult to go on paper from a VP to a manager. You could probably do VP to director. So here, there's my strategy again. If you have to push down your title a little bit in that small company, change the way it's worded, change the title, call it a, 
you know, group leader. I don't know. Just try to find a way to not use the word VP. That might look a little better when you're applying for a director level job. So that is a, a clear issue for VPs. Unless you work for a bank, everyone's a VP in a bank. So that won't matter. So if you're an experienced person working for a very big company and you have a very big title, it looks to everyone that you have reached the summit. You are on top of the world. You are also the highest paid people in the job market. You are definitely the 1%. Large company, big title. That comes with a lot of assumptions. And I really haven't talked a lot about my assumptions of titles, and maybe this is a good time for you to kind of break into that. But when I see a person in a big company in a role as a VP or a senior director, they understand internal politics. They understand management. They understand leadership, strategy, budgeting. For the most part, this is a very well-seasoned, very savvy person. I just, I come into my conversation with that person with that expectation. And so when I talk to a director or I talk to a VP from a large company, that's typically what I'm hearing from them. And it confirms my assumption. And that's why when they try to leave a very large company as a VP, where they're making, you know, their base salaries are north of 200, 250, 300,000 plus bonuses and all the other benefits, it can be really hard. I mean, they absolutely have to take a haircut to leave those big companies. They have a very hard time because companies are afraid to hire them because they think this person's so overqualified. They make so much more money. They're not going to stay with us. They're going to leave us. And that's the big obstacle you have to overcome when that's on your resume. And it's very difficult to take that vice president stature off of your resume when you're in a big company because you earned it, right? And you want a chance to keep that money if you can. But oftentimes I'm told I'll take less and I'm given reasons why they'll take less. It makes sense. But when you're on the open job market or you're networking and your resume shows up and you've been in a billion dollar plus company and you've got a VP title and the director and you're interviewing or that you're getting presented for a director role and you're okay with that, you know, you really have to have an advocate in there that lets people understand that you are going to be okay making 50 to a hundred thousand dollars less. And you've got a very compelling reason why. So that's the, the con. That's the big problem that people see automatically pretty much is the experience is the money and they think that you're not going to last, which ends up being very expensive for them to replace you after they've spent a year trying to train you, get you up to speed. You could argue you get up to speed quicker, but still, if you end up leaving, it costs them, the company a lot of money. So there's a big financial risk there to hire a VP in a lower title position unless you can really convince someone. That it's, it's not a risk to do that. Now, on the other side of this equation, you've got someone working for a really large company. They've been there for a number of years. This is, again, a 10, 15, 20-year person, and they only have a manager title. 
and you look at all the positions they've had on their resume, maybe they've moved around in the same company and they bounce around between manager roles. Uh, a lot of red flags are raised when you see a person like this. Why has this person not been able to go further? They're in a large organization. There's plenty of opportunity to move from manager to senior manager to director, senior director, so on. Happens all the time. So this person is going to have to really overcome the stigma that they are not a high performer or that there's something about their style that they're not equipped to be a manager of people. Or maybe they're not as strategic. They're just, they're more tactical. So if you are a lifelong manager and you're trying to ascend and move into bigger roles, it's, it's hard because you are definitely labeled on the, from the outset, kind of a question mark. You know, why was this person not able to do that in their current company? I don't have the answer for you. It's your own personal experience, but the concept is if you're interviewing for a role that's above your pay grade currently, and you've been at that pay grade for quite a while, there is going to be that question in the back of their minds. And you better answer that question right away because believe me, they are not going to ask you that directly. That is probably too offensive. They wouldn't want to offend you, but as a recruiter, I've come to be more direct with people because I want to get to the bottom and understand really what's going on. So I don't mind having those heart to heart conversations with people. And people generally appreciate the fact that I've done this because it helps them see the blind spot so they know how to handle that when they're faced with that situation. And that's what I think you're going to have to deal with here. You better fire that bullet before they do. And they're going to be ask asking that question right away. Maybe I'll have to unpack that in another episode because that's a pretty that, – that can be a pretty painful one. Now – the good, the good news is someone who has that many years of experience but is only at a manager role and has you know some management experience but doesn't have the ultimate leadership and strategy background, if they're moving to a smaller company, that could be okay. That could definitely be okay because a smaller company is not going to have as much room for growth. So you can position yourself as stable, loyal, independent, very tactical, hands-on. You can handle anything that you, that is thrown your way. And that's a po very, very positive aspect of that. So as you can see, titles do convey a lot of extra meaning. And people do discriminate, meaning they discern. They make assumptions based on your title, what your money is, your level of it experience dealing with people, managing, leading, being strategic with budgets, etc. And so you need to understand that you can look overpowered for a role and you have to learn how to kind of power down your resume. And there are ways to do that. In fact, if you're struggling with a situation like this, I would encourage you head over to our Facebook group, Career Daily Podcast, and go ahead and sign up. Drop a question in there, and I'm happy to answer it for you, either online there or we can I can address it here on air because your question might be good for everyone to hear. 
I hope everyone is enjoying their summer. It has just started. I think people are starting to get back to work now. That's a very, very good sign. I know we still have high unemployment, but I do believe and I hope the worst is over and we're going to start seeing very, very positive returns, positive gains back in the job force. As of today, the the day of, of this recording, it is January 1st. So, oh, final note to head over to LinkedIn if you've not already connected with me and follow me because that's where I will be updating lots of new information, new jobs, new roles. So you definitely want to stay connected there. And again, the Facebook group is where I post not really confidential information, but my research. Because when I dive into a company, I uncover something or I uncover a job that looks really interesting. I will go out and find who the hiring leaders are as best as I can tell. And I'll drop their LinkedIn pages in the Facebook group because not everyone can access everybody I can on LinkedIn because I've, I've got a massive LinkedIn network and that gives me access to a lot of people. Okay, guys, I hope this helps. I trust it does. Adjust your titles as you see fit. Make sure you're addressing these concerns, these silent killers, if you will, when you're interviewing right away so they understand that you will fit in the role. You're not too big. You're not too small. That job is yours. You have to do it because those assumptions are being made. Thanks, guys. See you next time on the show.